Welcome to this Northern Fire podcast. The title of this message is Worship in Spirit and in Truth. In John chapter 4, Yeshua said this, A time is coming, and now is, when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship in spirit and in truth. For Elohim is searching for such as these to worship him. That's the scripture in John 4. But before I get into that, a quick word about the name of the Almighty. In English, we use the words God and Lord to refer to our Heavenly Father. But if you think about it, those are titles and not his actual name. The word God is really generic. It refers to things that are worshipped or venerated, whether mythical or natural or the living Elohim himself. In Hebrew, the word for God is Elohim, and it's a specific name given to one supernatural being, the Creator. In the original Hebrew language in Genesis 1, it says, In the beginning, Elohim created the heavens and the earth. Elohim is an actual name for our Heavenly Father, the Almighty God. And then Lord. Lord in English originally referred to men, lords. A duke is a lord. An earl is a lord. In fact, in Britain, they have a house of lords. And so it can be Sir Henry, uh, Lord of whatever manner. And so that's a title. It's not the actual name of Elohim. In fact, in Exodus chapter 3, when the Almighty Elohim appeared to Moses in the burning bush, Moses asked him, What's your name? And Jehovah says to him, Jehovah. And in Hebrew, there, the original Hebrew, there are no vowels. So the four consonants, when our Heavenly Father says to Moses, My name is Yahweh or Jehovah, it's in Hebrew, Yod, He, Vav, He, four four letters. Yod, which is a y, y, a y sound. He, which is an H, He sound. Vav, which is a V sound. And He, again. And so it's sometimes pronounced, since there were no vowels in the original language, and we've put vowels in for our, our modern languages, some pronounce it Yahweh, uh, with a V being more of a W, and others pronounce it Yehovah. And using the consonants, this is the name of our God, our Elohim. This is his personal name that he spoke to Moses. In fact, the name Yehovah, yod heh vav appears more than 6,000 times in the Old Testament. This is important because the Bible tells us in Psalm 100, Bless Jehovah, O my soul. All that is within me, bless his holy name. And to me, when the translation is Lord, I'm blessing a title. When it's Jehovah, I'm actually blessing his name. 
It's part of our worship to use his name and to use it properly. And then in Psalm 105.1, it says, Give thanks to Jehovah, call upon his name. And to me, it's more personal to call upon the name of my father than to call upon his title. So back to our topic for today, worship in spirit and in truth. Yeshua said, the time is coming when true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. Back in 2006 or 2007, I remember walking one day and praying and just going through some of the scriptures that I had memorized as I prayed. And this scripture came into my mind, what I've just quoted about what Yeshua said. And I had this question, I'd been a I've been a Christian all my life, and I had the question arise, what does it mean to worship the Father in spirit and in truth? It's telling that as a Christian raised in the Christian church, I didn't know. I had a concept that worship was about going to church on Sunday and singing songs. But as I grew in Yeshua and grew in my faith, I realized that worship must be more than just one time a week with a few songs. So when I got home that day, Laura was sitting in the living room and I said to Laura, Laura, what does it mean to worship the Father in spirit and in truth? And she looked at me sort of like a prophet would and say, why are you asking me? Ask God. Ask the Father. So I remember I immediately when Laura said that, don't ask me, ask the Father. I got down on my face on the floor in the living room and I said, Father, what does it mean to worship you in spirit and in truth? And without missing a beat, the answer came back into my spirit. Look to the winged creatures. Look to the winged creatures. Well, when Father said that to me, I immediately knew what he was referring to. Seraphim. Uh, These are angels, spiritual beings in the heavenly throne room. And they worship the Father, day and night. Now these are referenced, these seraphim are referenced twice in the Bible, Isaiah 6 and Revelation 4. And let me read those to you. Here in Isaiah 6, Isaiah had a vision of heaven. Verse 2, I saw the Lord sitting on a throne, high and lifted up. And the train of his robe filled the temple. Above the throne stood seraphim. Each had six wings, the winged creatures. With two he covered his face, with two he covered his feet, and with two he flew. And one seraphim cried to another and said, Holy, holy, holy is Jehovah Sabaoth. The whole earth is full of his glory. Now, Revelation chapter 4, at least 700 years have gone by. And now the Apostle John has a vision of heaven. Chapter 4 of Revelation, verse 2. Immediately I was in the Spirit, and behold, a throne set in heaven, and one sat on the throne. And he who sat there was like a jasper and a sardius stone in appearance. And there was a rainbow around the throne and an appearance like an emerald. Around the throne were twenty-four thrones, and on the thrones I saw twenty-four elders sitting clothed in white robes, and they had crowns of gold on their heads. 
And so we see the Almighty on a throne, just as Isaiah had done hundreds of years earlier. John sees a vision of this glorious being sitting upon a throne in a throne room, surrounded by others. And from the throne proceeded lightnings, thunderings, and voices. Seven lamps of fire were burning before the throne, which are the seven spirits of God. Before the throne there was a sea of glass like crystal. And in the midst of the throne and around the throne were four living creatures, full of eyes in front and in back. The first living creature was like a lion, the second living creature like a calf. The third living creature had a face like a man, and the fourth living creature was like a flying eagle. And here are the four living creatures. These are the seraphim. We find a little more about them. We see their faces in this vision, and that wasn't recorded in, in Isaiah. But verse 8, here they are again, the winged creatures. The four living creatures, each having six wings, were full of eyes around and within. And they do not rest day or night, saying, Holy, 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 Jehovah El Shaddai, who was and is and is to come. So when I was asking Father, what does it mean to worship in spirit and in truth? He said to me, look to the winged creatures. And I went and read these again. And so what is the common theme in both scriptures, hundreds of years apart? Winged creatures, each having six wings, flying above the throne, saying, Holy, holy, holy. When I read that again, Father clarified, and he said, To worship in spirit and truth means to tell Elohim that he is holy and why. So let's look at that a minute. In Isaiah 6, these winged creatures are telling Jehovah that he is holy. Holy, holy, holy. Yehovah Sabaoth, the whole earth is full of his glory. They use a name for Elohim, Yehovah Sabaoth, which we translate in English as Lord of hosts or God of armies. So he is the king of the angels, the king of all spiritual beings in that name. And they're saying, you are... So here is again is the definition of worship in spirit and in truth, to tell Elohim that he is holy and tell him why he's holy. So they're saying that he is holy, that his name is Jehovah Sabaoth, and he is the Lord of armies, and that the earth is filled with his glory. So why is he holy? He is the king. He's unique and distinct, and he's separate, and he's high above all other gods. He is the king of these angels, and the earth is filled with his glory. Now, how can, how can these angels be saying that the earth is filled with his glory? Well, first of all, angels are here on the earth. His glorious beings, his servants, are here on the earth. We learn from John chapter 1 and also in Genesis, the story of Jacob, that angels ascend and descend upon the earth. They're the messengers of Elohim. They're the servants of Elohim. And he sends them to the earth. So they're here. They fill the earth. So the earth is filled with his glory because of the angels. And secondly, the earth is filled with the glory of Jehovah because we are here. Jehovah maintains a remnant of true believers in every generation. And Yeshua has called us, in Matthew chapter 5, the light of the world. So heaven looks down upon earth 
and the heavenly beings can say, The whole earth is filled with the glory of Jehovah Sabaoth, because angels are here, and because true believers are here. Now, over to Revelation chapter 4. They're saying something different. They're saying, Holy, holy, holy. But they said, Jehovah El Shaddai, who was and is and is to come. Again, worship in spirit and truth. The winged creatures are saying, you're holy. You are separate, distinct, unique, set high above all other gods because you are Jehovah El Shaddai. Now, in English, we translate El Shaddai as Almighty God or Mighty God. And then it says, you were, you are, and you will be. So here is this Almighty, this eternal, most high Elohim. He's holy because he is Jehovah El Shaddai. He's holy because he's eternal. He was, he is, he always will be. Now, just a word here about the word holy itself. And I've been saying this a few times here. But holy has two meanings. And this is important that you know this because worship is to tell God, tell Elohim that he is holy. To be holy is to be unique, distinct, set apart, set above. And to be holy is to be righteous, is to be without spot, without stain, or without sin. Now we know that our Father in heaven is righteous. He does not sin. He's not tempted to sin. He's not like a man that he would sin. And he makes us righteous. The Bible tells us that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of Elohim, but are justified freely through faith in Yeshua. It's also said in 2 Corinthians 5 that Elohim made him who knew no sin to become sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of Elohim in Yeshua. So through faith in Yeshua Messiah, we are made righteous by his blood sacrifice on the cross, by his life, death, and resurrection by his decree and his intercession for us, we are righteous. And so, in a sense, we are also holy. We're holy because we're called to be set apart from the world, to be unique and distinct as believers in Yeshua. And we are holy because we are righteous. We are declared pure and holy and without sin. And then the Holy Spirit comes and enables us to live a life without sin. Back to worshiping in spirit and in truth, to tell Father he's holy and why. Let me give you two examples of how I proclaim as these seraphim have proclaimed. And there, there are many, many ways that you can do this to tell God he's holy and why. I'm giving this podcast to share with you the concept and trusting that the Holy Spirit will enable you to take it from there. So here's two examples of what I do. So when I'm out praying, I will say, Holy, 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 Jehovah the consuming fire. You purify, you prove what is genuine, you protect your own, you consume your enemies, you light our way, and you show us your glory. You see what I've done there? I've made a uh, few sentences to say to Jehovah, 
exactly what's, not exactly, but similar to what is in Isaiah 6 and Revelation 4. Holy, 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 Jehovah the consuming fire. The Bible tells us that our Elohim is a consuming fire. And then what does a consuming fire do? It purifies. It pu- proves the genuine from the false. It protects, fire protects, and fire consumes. It protects his own, it consumes his enemies. Fire lights our way and shows us the glory of Jehovah. There's a lot packed into that, and it comes out of my life experience, and it shows that I know the Father. I know him as a fire. I know him as a consuming fire. And then I can declare that back to him. In fact, several years ago, as I was out walking and praying, Father said to this, this to me, Daniel, you are gold, and I have you in the fire. I want you to be the man who will thank me for the fire. We are gold. And if you think about the refining process, uh, gold comes out of the earth in a clump. And there, there are, there's dirt, there's rock, there's other imperfections. And what men do with gold is they put in a very hot fire and the imperfections are skimmed off the top and then you have pure liquid gold the more it's refined so father was saying to me daniel you are gold and i've put you in the fire that is myself to take away the sin the unrighteousness the pride anything that is not gold Uh, the fire is can be hardships the Fire can be confrontation from Jehovah. I am so glad that Father informed me and let me see that I was gold. The fire is not always pleasant, but the fire produces a purity that only our Father can bring forth. So I've known him as a consuming fire. That's why I can say, holy, 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 Jehovah, the consuming fire. Now another one that I use is this, holy, 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 Jehovah, Zidkenu, you are righteous. This is the name by which Israel called you. You are righteous, and in Messiah you have made me to be righteous. Now, Jeremiah 23, 6 is where in the scriptures that the name Jehovah Zidkenu is used. And in English, it's translated, the Lord, our righteousness. The Lord, our righteousness, Jehovah said, Kenu. I am the righteousness of Elohim in Yeshua Messiah. And in Romans 1, it says this, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Yeshua Messiah, for in it a righteousness of Elohim is revealed from faith to faith, for as it is written, the just shall live by faith. So, again, I say, holy, 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 Yehovah Zidkenu, and I say something about the righteousness, righteousness in Father and righteousness in me. This is, these are examples that I give you to get you started. And I've got over 30 of these decrees where I start out holy, 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 and tell God who he is and why. And this is how... I've developed my life of worship in spirit and in truth. Now, there's another dynamic of worshiping the Father in spirit and in truth. And it's to live your life for Yeshua, to live your life for your Heavenly Father. Another time when I was out walking and praying, 
Um, Father said this into my spirit. Daniel, when you know it, when you write it, you know it. When you live it, you sing it. And let me say that again. Daniel, when you write it, you know it. When you live it, you sing it. What I heard Father saying to me there was, I have journals. When I learn something from the scriptures, I write it down. When I hear something from Father, I write it down. When I hear a good message from a preacher or a prophet, I write it down. Writing things down is what helps me to remember. And ultimately, the things that I write upon the tablet of my heart, the things that I memorize, are the things that I know. The things that you learn, the things that you experience, the things that become part of you, you know that. So Yeshua was, Yehovah was saying to me, when you write it, you know it. There are things that you know, Daniel. However, when you live those things is when you sing them. So what Father was saying to me, my song, my praise, my worship is my life. The things that I learn and know and comprehend and take into myself and then live. Now let me read to you what Yeshua has said about that. In John chapter 14, verse 23, Yeshua said this, If anyone loves me, he will keep my word, and my Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our home with him. Let me read that again. This is so important. If anyone loves me, he will keep my word, and my Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our home with him. This is love. This is worship. This is honoring our Father to know the word of Yeshua and keep it, meaning do it. Earlier in John chapter 13, Yeshua said this, If you know these things, blessed are you if you do them. Now think about that. It's not enough just to know something. You, you are blessed here when you do those things. And what Father said to me is, My song comes forth when I live, when I live for him. Worship is so much more than singing songs to an unseen creator. Worship is so much more than just attending church once or twice a week. Worship is life. Worship is knowing Father through experience. Think about that. We come to know different things. Your job, the people around you, your hobby, the things you're interested in. We come to know them not just through reading books or hearing lectures. We come to know them, truly know them, through experience. It's possible to experience our Father who is a spirit. Worship is telling Father what you know about Him. It's verbally responding to Him, saying, Holy, 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 saying you're, you're unique, you're separate, you're set apart, you're different from all other gods, you're different from what thing. You are different from the things that men worship. And worship is honoring the Most High with the way you live your life. Now receive this blessing. Jehovah bless you and keep you. Jehovah make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. Jehovah lift up his countenance upon you and give you shalom.